Okay. First episode. First episode. <laughs> of Everyday Conversations with Everyday People. Uh, on the first half here, I just want to explain that the way that I expect these episodes to go is that I will be sitting in a random spot in the city uh, with a sign uh, that says Everyday Conversation or Everyday Conversations with Everyday People. Come sit and talk and see if a random person will come sit and talk to me. But for these first few episodes, uh, I plan on sitting with a couple friends and just having a conversation and testing out kind of how this will work. Uh, so today, on the very first episode, we have my good friend, Mary. Well, it's an honor to be here. I mean, I feel honored. <laughs> um, not really sure what to expect, but that got me a little spiel and I'm excited about this. I love the concept. I love conversations and I love talking to strangers. I think we share that love. So yes, we do. We do. So, um, the way I've got it set up here is that whoever would sit down with me either already has a topic they want to talk about, or if they don't have a topic, I've got these kind of like playful, thoughtful questions I have written down that we can just kind of get a conversation started. So to ask, is there anything specific you'd want to talk about today? Kick me off with a question and we'll see where my brain goes. All right. First one's kind of a doozy. Okay. If I gave you the ops cord right now, what are you playing? Whenever people do this, I'm like, uh, <laughs> let's double it and pass it because... Pink Pony Club, maybe? Is that, um, what, is that what you're throwing on? You know, time? maybe, but because genuinely this is what I listen to is a lot of musicals. <laughs> and if you're not into that, I can, <laughs> help you. I can perform for you. Any specific musicals um, or is it just everything? Big on Hamilton, Town, Wicked, you know, like classics. Okay. Just there. Anything where I can like belt. Any good, just let it go. Any good ballads. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's what I'm jamming to in my car on the way to work, uh, or more like on the way back to work and on the way to work. It's normally Christian music in the morning. Helps I got you. Calm my spirit before I see children. <laughs> okay. I got you. I'd say I'm a big greatest showman. I feel like that's probably the musical I have on repeat most of the time. Oh, I, I went through a phase when that first came out, but it, it hasn't cycled back really. <laughs> I don't know. It didn't stick with me as much. I got you. All right, let's see. Second question. Besides your phone, what do you take with you everywhere? Everywhere. Um, I'm like, what do I have with me right now? It's honestly not a lot because I have very little anxiety and it bugs my roommates. <laughs> like, I'm like, I should have a touch more. I'm like, I don't bring pepper spray with me. I leave stuff all the time. I didn't even bring my phone to pick up the other day because okay. I realized I'd left it and I was like, hmm. I'll be okay. Um, if I had to choose something that I typically have with me, maybe some a hairbrush. Uh, that's okay. I've got very straight hair, so when it gets tangled, it's like very noticeable. So I just have multiple ones in different places. So I'm not necessarily carrying it, but there's got my car hairbrush, my hairbrush in my house, and my classroom hairbrush. So that, you know, okay. I need to run a hairbrush through my hair in the middle of the day. Is there any like specific set of jewelry that you wear like every day? Um, the past couple months I've been big on the silver hoops, but I go through phases with that too. Okay. My whole life is just phases. I'll be like, mm, I'm gonna be a rings girl this week, <laughs> and then I'll start wearing <laughs> rings and I'll go out to like a thrift store and buy more because I'm not gonna spend money because I know it's a phase. But <laughs> I got you. I would say a big one for me mm-hmm. is um, I know I'm not wearing it right now. It's because I worked out this morning. Is my necklace. 
so like i know we've talked about this mm-hmm. but like something i'm starting to realize now is in a lot of situations i start to get overwhelmed i find myself like rubbing on my necklace yeah and it's just something that like i just play with all the time now when i'm thinking or trying to work through something like i'm just it's my fidget thing that i play with I and mean, i guess i do take my fitbit everywhere but that's just because if I'm yeah and take randomly a step, send people to like fitbit friend requests <laughs> I did. for people that don't even have fitbits well my app said that you had it i don't know i requested if okay. it wasn't obvious i requested chris to be my friend uh-huh. with it. and uh what so if i download the app will it just like automatically be connecting to like my health stuff that's on my phone no it's so, like i don't have Probably like not. a fitbit i don't think so because okay. like every time i open the app it syncs to my watch okay got it all right we'll test that out later all right third question what is your hottest take I mean, what is my hottest take? I'm a pretty reasonable person. I feel like most of my takes are pretty, you know, not that out of the water. But hmm, I'm trying to think of things that I do that alarm people or things that I do that kind of make people feel like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't be doing that. Um, well, here, I can give you my simple one that I'd never say in front of our Frisbee community, but I'll say on here, okay. is that cats are the worst Oh, no, that's not of a hot all take. Time. That's a great, that's no, what I'm saying. No, if you, if you told Scone or Colin or Chris or, like, anyone like that that have pet cats, that they're the worst. I'd put chihuahuas under cats, but then, <laughs> then cats. Because um, I think they're worse. I had a dog sit for chihuahua once, and it was terrible. So the point, it attacked me, yeah. But then I was a child, our family cat also attacked me. I remember being like, I'm gonna be nice to this cat. Cause I was like, I have a prejudice at like six. I was thinking this, I was like, I've got a prejudice against cats. And I was like, I've got it. Let me be nice. And maybe if I'm nice, the cat will be nice. And so I went to go pet the cat and it hissed at me and scratched my face. And I was like, you know what? I was right. Cats don't make any sense to me. Like you're petting a cat that's like, oh, I'm vibing. Like this feels really great. Mm-hmm. And then halfway through it for no reason, they'll just bite you. Like it makes no sense to me whatsoever but i just like i don't like cats i freeze up immediately if a cat jumps in my lap i'm more comfortable around a horse than i am a cat comfortable like i, I could know, i could but... easily like be around a horse take care of a horse i can read a horse much better than i can read a cat like i just didn't grow up with cats so i don't have like their yeah. signs of hey i'm not happy right now yeah i didn't grow up with horses I barely grew up with cats. Our family has a cat. And question is most interesting fact or opinion you've read or heard lately. Um, interesting fact or opinion. I feel like I consume so much. I go through phases of deleting Instagram because I like re-download and download it, and I'm like, I just wasted so much time. And I yeah. found out like eight little tidbits, but I'm like. Thing that just came to mind is that they've re-engineered roman cement <laughs> that's the only thing i can think of right okay now. but you know i get a lot of personal ads i learned a lot about female anatomy from an ad about uh you know it's not a flex cup it's called a nixit okay and i was like what's a nixit it's just a different is it like a diva cup, cup? oh yeah okay. but it's a different shape and like in the ad they had a see-through female anatomy and i was like oh that's what that looks like from the side i hadn't seen it <laughs> from that angle and I was like this is so interesting went down a whole rabbit hole on their page but those targeted ads man they work mm-hmm. 
Dude, Zuckerberg any... is pretty good at that. What's I said yeah. Zuckerberg? Yeah, I know. It's targeted ads. What's something you bought from a targeted ad? I think it was shoes. Yeah. So like, I would say like, so I only have five minutes on my phone for like Instagram and Facebook, but a lot of my Instagram, a lot of my Facebook revolves around like working out, CrossFit, that kind of yeah. stuff. And so recently, I got a targeted ad for some nanos that are actually coming in today. Exactly. Because they were, well, they were like over 60% off. So yeah. like they're usually like $140 pair of shoes and I was getting them for 60. Like, yeah, because I've been wanting a new pair of cross trainers because the pair I have now is like a jump pair from Amazon. And my commitment was, all right, if I do this for a year, I will then invest in like a nice pair of cross trainers. And so I've been doing this for a year and a half now. Congrats. Thank you. Appreciate it. You know what? My roommate said the exact same thing. She's like, I've got to go to Frisbee three times before I buy cleats. Yeah, I think it's respectable. Mm -hmm. I think because you don't know what's a fad and what's going to stick. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I feel like I can be very much, let's jump on the money and get it. Yeah. I'm very like bare minimum. And then, all right, if I show a passion for it, I'll start yeah. investing in it. I think that's a good way to be. You know, <laughs> so recently, um, I'm kind of in a band. And we did not do that. <laughs> you want to tell the people what's the name of your band? Um, the band is called Fuck You, Joe. There you go. For those of you that don't know our friend Joseph Branson, um, we're not talking about Joe Biden. There was a little yes. bit of confusion there. I understand. Um, but yeah, we did not spend as little money as possible and then get in later. We uh, Your equipment looked super pretty. Well, Madeline, Madeline owned most of the like band equipment already. Okay. But then, like, as a band, we're like, let's get t-shirts. Let's get stickers. We all bought The t-shirts look sick. I know, way. right? So Dylan, Madden was like, what's our concept art for, for our band? And she's like, it's a sexy house fire. And then Dylan drew that picture. It's a house that's Did on he put fire. the legs on it? Yeah, with, oh with legs, with fishnet leggings, crushing these fire trucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so for the, you know listeners out there i hope that gave you enough of a visual it's a fantastic shirt um, it is you should look them up sometime yeah i don't think we have any social media presence currently we put a lot of money into it we didn't i'm sure if you found mind. mary or joe or any of that on frisbee you'll probably find it yeah just join the frisbee group me that's <laughs> yeah so if you're in Memphis, <laughs> just join ultimate frisbee it's a yes. fun group of people to be around especially if you're a woman because we're always recruiting more women <laughs> There you go. Shameless plug. Yeah. Always plugging Memphis. Always plugging Frisbee. All right. Let's see. Question number five is what is a fact about you people wouldn't find on the internet? I feel like I don't have, like, when I Google myself. Or what could you assume? But I'm saying, like, so someone scrolled through, yeah. like, social, or like Instagram assume. pictures, Facebook, that kind of stuff, like, could assume about you. Wait. So could assume about me. Yeah. So, like, looking, like, it's, you don't have a specifically stated like I play frisbee, but you see a picture of okay. you playing ultimate or like at a ultimate tournament. You're like, okay, well she plays ultimate frisbee. So what is something someone could not assume about you? Could not Look, assume about me. That is a true fact from looking at your social media. Interesting. Um, hmm. Like an example for me is I can put together full arrangements really well and people would not know that from my social media i love that um hmm. i feel like 
Well, one thing that people always assume about me that isn't true. I always ask people when they're like, oh, you're a teacher? They're like, what grade? And I'm like, yes, never say middle school. Okay. Never. It's always elementary school. And there's something about my vibe that just gives off. You, well, you've got the energy. So like, it would make sense that like you would get like younger kids hype to like learn about math. Which I is mean, extremely difficult to do. You know, I guess so. But it's just very, it's very consistent. It's always elementary. What's also not helpful that like most of the time people see you playing with like younger kids. Like you're super good with taking care of like Gary and other little children that are in Frisbee right now. Yeah, that's true. I guess there's not a lot of middle schoolers out there though. I Mm -mm. do love making fun of middle schoolers though. It is a special niche of mine because you just roast them and- (laughs) Do they come back at you? Well, they can't, I'm their teacher. Oh, okay. Minus five, detention. So you roast a kid, he's <laughs> upset. He or she's upset. No, they're, they're not. Come back at you, and then you're like, all right, now you got to go. It's all it's all in love. It's all in love. And I honestly, I do let them roast me back. It's, you know, it's mm-hmm. funny. As long as we have that kind of relationship, you know, I think I'm like, sometimes you might, I'm like, there have been occasions where I'm like, mm, maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, are you okay with that? Is that, do we have this relationship? And the kids are always like, yes, but I overthink it sometimes. I got you. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Uh, describe your most beautiful place. The most beautiful place. It's like where someone you somewhere you could go in your head that would immediately like make you relax. Um, my parents have a beach house in a very not populated part of Florida, okay. and it's not populated because that water is murky nice and uh, like you go a foot in and you can't see your toes anymore but it is just one of the most peaceful places on earth and like you watch the sunrise and you watch the sunset and you walk on that beach and you're just so at peace and i like spent a lot of my summers there growing up and um my mom has a lot of family in florida too so our cousins have the house next to us and then their cousins have the house on the other side and um, we know a good bit of the community down there and it's just so like peaceful and without all of the like crazy water activities, I think it makes it even more peaceful because people are just right. like, they're there to fish. They're there to relax on the beach. Um, and like, there's always good, clean, fun, you know, we'll play some sports and things like that. When I was a kid, I was just like, I'm a dig holes. There you go. <laughs> but St. Teresa, Florida, it's called the forgotten coast. Cause literally it's just, that's a cool name though. Right. Um, beautiful, peaceful, but nobody really knows where it is. Nice. What about you? Honestly, the spot that I go to is, um, it's a place called Restoration Gateway in Uganda, Africa. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's something like really special to me, especially when I travel out there that like you don't have a phone, you're disconnected from the world, you're immediately present in everything that you're doing because anything can happen at any point but yeah also all that to say is that the this amazing orphanage uh is right next to the Nile river and so like almost every morning it's like 5 30 i wake up um i would sit out they've got these like little pods and so think of literally like a midtown house like super small you could sleep like 10 people because it's a bunch of bunk beds um but you literally get to sit like on the porch, which is just like three by three spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get to see like the 
you see the water moving crazy enough you usually get to see like crocodiles and stuff like that too if they're there or hippos um but also like it's extremely silent because there's nothing else going on like it's next to the Nile river it's one of the most northern parts of uganda um but you're by yourself like i mean you're there with your people but if it's you sitting there snow phone it's you and your thoughts and you get to like wrestle with that um and i absolutely those are just like some of my favorite moments where like i'm completely disconnected from the world and i'm either i'm present with the people around me or i just have time to think by myself um but that's usually like a spot that i go to which is a lot of fun my backup answer would be anywhere on a porch in the rain that's pretty sick i'll give you that one yeah gotta be a requirement wherever i live i'm a big uh wraparound porch guy if i could ever afford a house like that but a wraparound porch mm -hmm. i think is awesome all right all right so now the questions progressively will start to get a little more like personal and then i'll edit this out as we get along mm -hmm. if one thing's right if you i'm gonna surprise this i'm gonna <clears> ask these questions and then at some point you're like all right that might be too personal ask a question yeah. or ask that person that question uh, what is one piece of advice you give to your younger self? My younger self. Ooh. Um, one thing that I feel like my younger self was just really scared that I didn't love God. Okay. <laughs> I like that's a big part of my testimony is I was just like, do I really love Jesus? Like, am I really sure? And like that moment of clarity when that came for me was like huge in my faith. Um, and I think one thing I tell my younger self, it's like, if you're afraid of like how, almost like how saved you are, right. afraid of like where your salvation is at, it's just like, just keep pressing into God. Like he wants you to feel secure in him. Um, and like, just commit to it. Like, I feel like right. a part of me knew that, but I was just like, in my also, own. That's just a scary yeah. part of faith. Like you have no, that's something I've talked about with my dad specifically, because yeah. revolving around the specific area of like denominations that my family has been in, it's like, there is no reassurance. Like those are so you can have fruits, you can have those different things, but at the yeah. end of the day, like until you are in that position when you're looking at the Lord and yeah. he gives you out of decision, thank you, my good and faithful servant, or I never knew you. Like you never knew that decision until like that moment. And that's a hard thing to deal with. You're just like, what's the, not necessarily like, what's the point of this, but like, there'll be different times in your life. Like, is this worth it? Like, what's the point of me doing all this when yeah. everything else is like going around? So that's a difficult thing to work with. But I definitely told myself just like press into it. And like the people that you are sure that their faith is genuine, like have deep conversations with them. Don't just go to church things because it's a fun time and a fun place to hang out it's like go there with intentionality like to meet and speak with people that are going to encourage you in your faith yeah because i think a huge part of bible belt is like church functions are just social it's just you know humans need humans and that is a place that you can go to meet other humans and have other humans but it's not all the same right you gotta like, be intentional about it i would also highly encourage if you go to a church that is highly populated so with my background dad mm. being a pastor of no more than like 70 80 people he was never he never wanted to be a pastor of a big church he always wanted to know every specific person in his congregation mm -hmm. uh, 
which I would highly encourage if you go to like a smaller church, that's great because everyone's going to know everybody that has its difficulties, but you know exactly how to be praying for people and what's yeah. going on in their lives. If you go to a church kind of like what my wife and I do, uh, you have thousand plus, two thousand plus. Mm. It is super easy to just show up at church, be there for the service and then roll out. It's like, so I would highly encourage find your niche in that area. A lot of these, especially, so we go to Hope Church right now. There's a lot of specific ministries that you can jump into mm-hmm. that allow you to connect with different people in the church as well as like pursue a, a passion of yours. Yeah. Um, I do think that's one thing that like the pandemic kind of almost cut like the churchgoers that weren't plugged in stopped going during the pandemic. Like if you were if you were just going to like show face every sunday and then you got that online option and it's like so many people never came back right yeah i was one of those people for a while yeah like i can't say anything different but i just moved to memphis i was like i need assistance right (laughs) please coming from a very christian environment very much always surrounded by believers having people praying for me and then joined tfa tfa is like predominantly not christian right um, moving to Memphis, and I was like, "Help, <laughs> please." Um, which I mean, I love my not Christian friends so much, but there is just a certain part of like, I want, I need people that can. Yeah, pray there's for restoration. Me. Yeah, there's support. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, let's see. Question eight: What is one thing that has been on your mind most lately? Um, something I've been thinking about a lot and a part of it is like just with use of technology, like what are all of these effects that are going to happen? And like, I also have a lot of friends with kids Mm -hmm. being one of them. And like, how would I raise my kids with or without technology? I'm like, are we going full Amish? Like no tech in the house. We have friends that like, I have a friend that I go to their house for a discipleship group. They don't even have a TV. They just have a projector for when they want to watch movies and that's it. And I'm like, honestly, that might be the way to do it. Cause I, I do see a difference in like young kids that are, you know, the iPad kids versus the kids that are like, just so creative. I feel like kids that don't have technology are so creative and so like they make their own fun. Um, and then I'm also, yeah, of course. I mean, um, and then I also think about that with my middle school students as well, because all of them have had technology for years. Like I didn't get an iPhone until sophomore year of high school. And I had a flip phone in the sixth grade until sophomore year of high school. And I'm very thankful for that because I also think about like, what, how many more skills would I have if I didn't watch TV growing yeah. up? If I didn't get a phone, it's like, if I had to spend my time doing something else it's like what else could i have learned to do yeah um because when you get bored you'll find things to do yeah like that i mean that's the one thing i've noticed like a ton like Allison, and i started trying to like work out of like watching tv so much mm-hmm. even though it's a great way to like she and i can chill walker can pass out and sleep and we, we can hang out with each other yeah um, but i've also noticed that it's like if you start taking stuff away like if you turn off social media you'll get bored and you're gonna find a way to like entertain yourself and you'll end up doing something else something probably better yeah usually um but yeah i mean that's definitely on my mind a lot not that it's 
I'm not anywhere close to having kids right now, but I do think about it a lot for the sake of my middle school students, like conversations I want to have with them. Mm -hmm. Because one thing I love about eighth grade, it's like they're finally coming to a point where like they are taking a little bit more ownership of their lives and their futures. They're about to go to high school and high school can really affect like your trajectory in life. Like, are you going to go to college? Do you want to go to college? Are you going to... uh, like and then if you want to go to college maybe what are some things you might be interested in in college and what are some things you can get involved with in high school or credits you can get in high school or um all of that and with my students i'm just like are you being present to who you're becoming Mm -hmm. or are you just passing time because i think that with social media it's so easy to just pass time just waste time um and like Obviously, I'm not all these kids' parents, but I'm like, every teacher in a way is kind of a parent. I'm like trying to, mm-hmm. trying to. Well, you spend. I'm just a majority of their time. Like I would say, probably a majority of their time is spent with you. Yeah. Like, and especially for instance, in like households where like parents have to be working till six or seven o'clock at night, mm-hmm. even later. Um, like you're probably like the adult they spend the most time with. Yeah. In a school year. And I think it's super important to think about like who's raising your kid, like. Teachers are raising Mm -hmm. your kids, but also, like, are you letting social media raise your kids? Right. Are you letting the internet raise your kids? Because I think that was the big, like, my first year of teaching was virtual teaching. And when those kids came back, I'm like, who taught you how to act? Right. (laughs) Because it was TikTok, and TikTok was not kind. (laughs) Right. But, you know, so I've been thinking about that a lot, just effects of social media on young minds. Even older minds. I'm and starting to see. I'm starting to see with my dad too. Like I yeah. see him like on Facebook more. I'm like, this is really weird. Is I was like, we. Used, I mean, it doesn't really affect our conversation, yeah. but it's weird that like I'll cut over. I'll look at my dad sometimes when we eat lunch. And I'm like, are you checking Facebook? Like, what yeah. do you have to do? Like, are we? Like, what do you do? Yeah, no. I feel like for a lot of people, they're like, oh, it's a necessary evil. I feel that way a lot because I'm like, I still want to see. I still want to be connected to people. But See, then I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have this too. argument right now. <laughs> Not this argument, this discussion. Yeah. So, I have realized, at least with myself, there is a finite amount of information yeah. that you can uh, take in. And so now I'm starting to realize where it's like, all right, if I focused on people mm-hmm. in my immediate circle, like, not these friends, like, we'll say I, I don't know how many friends I have on Facebook, but. 95% of them I have no idea what's actually going on in their life I have whatever they want the world to know about mm-hmm. um, but I've slowly started to spend more of my time it's like we've got Allison and Walker uh, I would say a, like a specific number of like Frisbee friends mm-hmm. and then uh, the group of guys I meet with every two weeks and the guys I work out with in the morning it's like alright that is who I know that's who I can pray about that's who I can be yeah. helping and learning about that's all my energy like i think it's cool to like hear about great stuff for other people and like i'll definitely like congratulate them but i'm starting to realize i'm like it's just just too much information like it's too much to try to keep up with um because honestly if people wanted you to know about that information they would tell you Mm -hmm. like if it's that important to them it wouldn't be a social media post you'd be getting a phone call or a text from that person and they'd want you to know about it yeah like that's the other thing people like it's cool like you're throwing it but it's like unless you're personally contacted at least in my opinion 
Like if I personally contact you, it's something that I want you to know about or something I want you to be a part about. If it's just like a mass thing. No, I just want the world to know about this. I really don't care like exactly who hears about it. I also think about it for the marketing standpoint now too. I'm right. like less so, like I think I'm with you on the friends and like my close friends, I know what they're about. But then I'm also like, I need to be on social media to get updates from like Frisbee Church, yeah. like things like that. And to give updates because I'm in, very involved in that whole Frisbee right. thing now um, and trying to put that out there. And then I'm like, oh, like come follow this or like follow me and I'll point you in the direction of that. And then I'm like, oh yeah, but I have to be on Instagram to do all of that. Um, and then also, of course, for research purposes, you know, if research you, uh, purposes. Yep. Re- research purposes. Mm-hmm. Hear about someone, hear a first name, you're like, mm, first name and one small detail about your life, I can find you, <laughs> which is kind of terrifying. Mm-hmm. But make your Instagrams private if you don't want that to happen. That's you also very true. Also, I think the last time I posted was maybe January, and that was to be like a supportive, like if you're starting to work out, like yeah. here's some helpful steps that I started with. Um, yeah. I also post for the old people that follow me. My aunt is like, will respond on my text. She'll DM me. She'll be like, so good to see your life. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I got to keep doing it for Aunt Cindy. There you go. Shout out Aunt Cindy. Shout out Aunt Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The last two, the ones that I wrote down here. Yep. I literally was like, all right, if someone was having an extremely serious conversation with me and wanted to get something out of me, these were the two questions that I wrote down. Okay. Uh, easier of the two. What holds you back from being the person you want to be? Indecision and not knowing who that person is. Okay. <laughs> Just What is the indecision part? Indecision, kind of, I feel like the not knowing who that person is, is a bigger part of the indecision. Because I'm just like, what exactly do I want to do? I know the Lord has called me to work with kids and like be in Memphis. And that is where I'm at. And I'm like, but where do I go from here? Am I going to be long-term? Am I doing this with sports? Am I like wanting to make a sports ministry or get involved with the sports ministry that already exists here? Do I want to go into... What shout out, ma'am, if you end up wanting to do something. <laughs> um, do I want to go into more of like an admin role like within the school and work on that? Do I want to... I don't think I ever want to go into private education, but like maybe it's an option there. Um, and just like... What is that main thing? And so, like, right now, I'm just, like, I'm just going to keep taking the next right step, you know? Uh, shout out Frozen 2. Do the next right thing. <laughs> take the next right step. Um, I'm just going to keep on trusting God out here. People ask me about future plans, and I'm like, I prefer not to make them because... I'm not a big future plan guy. I, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. Um but I do think I was brought to Memphis for a reason. I think that God gave me this heart for education for a reason. And I want to go to something with that. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but the indecision is also, and also like saying yes to doing too many things can stop me from that as well, because I- What's up? That's me too. <laughs> I, I want to say I'm like a yes woman, but also I want to say I'm not, but like, I just- You have a helpful heart and an adventurous heart. heart. And adventurous heart and a lot of times I'm like yeah I would be a good person to do that <laughs> um I don't have to do everything and I've gotta say no more right um 
to focus on specific things. But it's all worked out so far, you know. We just keep moving along. Yeah, I got you. I think that's something that's like I feel like as you get older, it starts to make more sense to you. So I can easily tell you that like nothing makes sense to me right now. Yeah. But I'm starting to be more and more comfortable with who I am. But it's progressively like. If you'd asked the 22-year-old version of me, mm-hmm. I think I would have been freaking out completely because I, w- I was in the same stint. Like, I found my identity in a lot of different things. Um, and progressively, the Lord was very nice to me uh, and slowly shed those things away from me, yeah. me fighting tooth and nail to keep them. And he's like, no, you need to stop identifying with that. You need to stop identifying with this. Yeah. And progressively, it just starts to make sense over time i think it was helpful having a lot of older siblings that were doing it better yeah (laughs) like i couldn't put my identity in anything growing up because i had two older sisters that were homecoming queens i had a sister that spent a year with the ministry and um oh i'm forgetting the country now there it is you know my memory is also terrible sister that graduated like almost top of her class went to georgia tech for engineering an artistic sister, like musically talented, athletic siblings. And I was shout like, out. I can't shout out. Get in me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so annoyed at your sister that she played that because randomly now, <laughs> on a drive home, that melody will come into my head, and I'm like, seriously, come on. Um, and shout out Freddie. And shout out Freddie. <laughs> um. Yes, but no, truly, I'm like, I I feel like this is what I tell people. I'm like, my identity was being funny because I felt like that was the one thing I could do better than a lot of my older siblings. Um, I've got six older siblings for those that don't know me and nice. don't know that. And then one younger sibling. Um, And so I don't, I don't feel like it was a struggle for me being like, God, I really, really want this because I'm like, someone else is already doing this better than me. So it's a real thing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's just my mindset on that, I guess. Well, no, I agree. I yeah. was the same way. So, um, youngest of four, my middle brother that all the siblings, we coined the golden child because I feel like everything that he touched grew. He still does. Yeah, he, we, I mean, he's an amazing human being. Too. I love him so much more now than I did when I was younger. But I just did the exact opposite of him and everything that I did. So, like, he did baseball and music and... Um, or he played guitar in high school. I did cheerleading and musicals. It's just like I was trying to find my own little like yeah. niche. That's also why I fell in love with Frisbee. No one else played Frisbee. Um, Honestly, huge appeal for me too. I'm like, this is something when I got to Memphis, started playing Frisbee. I'm like, I'm definitely the best. At this yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know that we have like six minutes. So last question which i feel like kind of plays into what i just asked so i may just cut this out yeah uh who are you really who's behind the mask that you show the world um like i have different levels of masks my like outermost mask is well maybe let me explain okay uh I would like, agree. There, the, yeah. there are people in your life. Let's rephrase this. I'm yeah. guessing that to different people in your life, there you're a different person to those different people. Um. Yeah, and I'm also thinking like circles. Like, take off a mask for each circle, right. I guess. Um. And so I feel like the outermost mask, like that one that 
maybe social media sees, maybe the people that I just meet for the first time see is very bubbly, very confident, which I think I am, mm-hmm. but that's not all that it is like all that it is to me. Right. Um, and I think like, as you peel back those layers, it's like, there is a part of friendship. It's like, once we hit this, know that you are on, on the next level. If I can be silent around you, <laughs> if I am comfortable with silence around you, that is a next level of friendship. Um, because I think that a part of like my outmost identity is feeling the need to be entertaining to people, feeling the need to like provide entertainment, provide, um, just like fun for people. And so like, once you get past that first level, if I'm comfortable, like not entertaining you, I'm comfortable just sitting and being with you. Um, that would be kind of like that next layer. And then there are also definitely certain mass with like certain groups where it's like, I love Jesus, love Jesus so much, but then it's also like, I don't want people to feel freaked out or worried about that. So it's like with certain people I might have up a mask of I'm like, you don't know I'm praying for you, but I'm praying for you. <laughs> <laughs> he may not want it either, but I'm still thinking it anyways. Um, and I'm like, and people don't need to know that necessarily, but like, and I'm not going to tell them that. I don't want to, because it's not like I'm trying to convert you. It's like, maybe I am, but <laughs> it's more just like, I care about you so deeply. I absolutely want the best for you, but I, I would really also encourage, like, this is it's hard to explain to people, yeah. but like it is truly the love of God in Christ that we receive from him that we then pour that out on <laughs> everyone around us. And we're yep. like, we just want you to feel like this comfortable. Yep. And then uh, I also think that when you get me around my family, it's a whole, whole nother level of like, because we're not all the same, but we all do share certain qualities. We are all very dramatic. Nice. <laughs> and like... uh if you play um, Bohemian Rhapsody, all of us will perform all of the parts. And <laughs> we will be running around, dancing in my parents' kitchen, and just, like, belting at the top of our lungs. And, like, we, my family, every time I go home, it's normally, like, holidays. Stay up till, like, 2 in the morning, just having deep conversations. Every We'll, like, alternate, like, watch a movie one night, and then other nights we'll just be, like, Oh, just me and three of my sisters talking until three in the morning. Um, Just about any and everything. And I think that's probably one of the places where I'm like my most truest, like absolutely don't care to share anything with themselves just because I'm like, it's, it's definitely that space of like, this is absolutely unconditional love. I'm like, they're my family. I can't scare them off. They're stuck with me. I've seen them at their worst. They've seen me at my worst. I literally know every bad thing they've ever done. And same, they know the same for me. And we still choose to come back and love each other. We all love going home for the holidays. I think that's one thing that my parents have done very well is that all of their kids, all of us deeply love each other. Even when we are at each other's throats, we deeply love each other and deeply love coming back home um, and spending time with each other. And so I don't necessarily know that I answered that question, but... I don't think it was a great answer. Yeah, okay, great. I was like, maybe that's not mass. Maybe that's more like... It's levels. Yeah. It's yeah, levels. Yeah. Okay, Mary. Well, I know we, we got to go to the hat tourney. Yep. It's 9 Um, Thank you very much for sitting with me today. Uh, I always really enjoy getting to talk to you. So this was fun either way for me. Um, 
all right guys well that was the first episode uh again these next few will be with friends uh oh it says the maximum recording time is 60 minutes so get to remember that um all right thank you mary appreciate it you need a quirky sign off something we'll work on that Everyday conversations, everyday people. I'm not going to be Walter Cronkite. <laughs> I'm not doing this. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. I'm and not doing that. That's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> Adios. All right. Thanks, Mary. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs>